All right, y'all, let's keep it going. We're still stuck on Real Housewives of Atlanta, and we're moving on to Season 14, Episode 2. Your girl got some catching up to do, so, you know, just, just, just sit back. We're going to get into it. All right, so let's go ahead and get into episode two. So we start right off with Sonya talking about moving her family to Atlanta because she loves being with her family. And if you've seen the show she had before, you know that to be true. The household has, I think it was nine people. So it has Sonya, her husband, and their son. Then it has her mom and her dad. We're already at five. Then it has her sister, her sister's husband, and their two kids. So yes, nine people. She moved them all in there together and her plan is for them to live together for a year. And then she's hoping to convince them all to stay in Atlanta. I touched on this last episode, but yeah, she wants them. She basically wants to be near her family. And I love that. I love that. I am personally a child who does not live close to home. Um, not to say that it doesn't, you know, obviously it comes with its challenges and minuses. Um, and I definitely miss being home, but I also feel I don't know. I don't know. Every It's not for everybody. Like, I would love to live down the street from my mom. But I also like living where I live. And my mom likes living where she lives. So I'm not really sure how to make that work. But, you know, things are always changing. So anything could change at any time, okay? So, Mom, if you're listening, anything could change at any time, okay? Because I love you. I do. I do. I don't know about living in the same house. I think we can agree to that. But living on the same block, living within 10, 15 minutes of each other, 30 minutes, you know, is better than living across the country from each other. I can agree. I can agree to that. But, you know, anyway, this ain't about me. This is about Sonia, Sonia and her family. So anyway, um, she talks about how her sister is her hairstylist. Her mom is her manager. And she appreciates that they can help out with her son, like when she gets busy with work and stuff like that. And I, I just think that's dope. And um, we found out as Jamaicans, they are very serious about their beef patties. Everybody had their own box of beef patties to make sure that nobody was taking anybody else's beef patties. And I thought that was amazing and hilarious all rolled into one so yeah so then we go over to Sheree and Sheree has invited Kenya over she immediately took uh Kenya over to her basement because Kenya was throwing shade um I think Sheree a few seasons ago had done a housewoman at her house and she was talking about how her house was complete and Kenya went out of her way to go down to the basement and and talk mess talk mess because her um Sheree's basement wasn't done so Sheree was like "Mm." Let me go and take you right on down there immediately. So that's exactly what she does. And she shows off the final product. It actually looks like a little club down there, like a lounge. It's actually very interesting. And I was like, okay, are you planning to have a lot of people down in your basement? Like, I don't know. It was, I mean, not in a bad way. It was very cute. I was just, just curious. I was just curious. Um, So they start talking about the late archive events and, um, and Kenny, I think, was basically talking about how Marlo always talks about how she has so much money. And, you know, she's 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 one of those people, like I was saying in the previous episode, if you listen to it, you know, she's one of those people like she, labels and stuff like that really matters to her. And she, you know, she almost kind of shames people when they don't do that. And she spends, you know, she spends a lot of money. And for some people, everybody's not into that. It can be very irritating. And Kenya talks about how it's a turnoff. And Sheree said Marlo, Marlo talked about, 
I guess Marla was still upset, child, about them coming for her about her event. She was talking about how when Kenya first came here, she was in an apartment with a white refrigerator. And I'm just like, this is what I'm talking. It's so surface with her. Like it comes off. It's so surface with her. I'm not saying it's not deeper, but it comes off very surface. And it's kind of like, I mean, we all know that episode. And <laughs> How Nene tried to give her a hard time about having a wife. Not a white refrigerator, honey. Mm-mm. So, you know. Um, and Kenya said at least she could pay her rent. Marlo talked about how, uh, I guess she had talked about how Kenya rented her Range Rover from Lisa Ray. And yeah, they're, they're doing what they do. They trade jazz with each other. And Sheree um, calls Sonia while they're, all t- while they're together. And they're sharing tea you know, all, all three of them. And Kenya talked about how it was wild for Milo to come at Drew over her bun when she had to get a hair transplant for her edges. So child Sheree talked about how Drew left her phone in a gift bag. So Drew sent her assistant to go pick it up. And Drew told Candy that her and Sheree share an assistant. And apparently this, this assistant be loose with the lips. Apparently this assistant has made some rounds around, um, reality TV. Cause I believe this assistant allegedly was on Basketball Wives. Allegedly, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, the assistant is um, really loose with the lips when talking about Sheree. And she spoke about how um, Drew t- spoke about how he said Sheree owes him money. This is what she told. I think she told Candy. Did she tell Candy and Kenya? She may have told, she may, uh, Drew may have told Candy and Marlo. Either way, I, I feel like maybe it was Candy and Kenya. And so they're bringing the tea straight to Sheree. And I'm just like, I don't know if it was intentional because you never know what shows, what's intentional and what's, you know, for the show or whatever. But I think it was partially because Drew doesn't really know Sheree because Drew came on, what, last season? And Sheree wasn't on the show at the time, so they probably don't know each other. And I get that you probably don't know how to bring that to her because, like, you don't really know her well. But I'm, but bringing it to the other people is not going to fare any better because now every nobody wants to be held accountable for, like, if the show shows a flashback of this person talking to that person. They all carrying the bones. They all making sure to share the tea so it don't come back to splash on them. Um, so I just felt like Drew, she took a big misstep by telling I don't know if she said don't tell, but if the cameras are rolling and you told, there's a good chance you better get you better you better be the person who delivers the news yourself or somebody else will, basically. Um and uh I, I think also playing the game of telephone, that also makes it bad because people put their own little spice on it. So by the time it gets to Sheree, it sounds, it may sound like three times as messy as it was. Actually, maybe Drew just told Candy. I think maybe Drew told Candy and Candy told Kenya. And that's how I was getting to Sheree. I think that's what the game of telephone was. So I was just like, Drew, you better be careful. Okay. If you don't want it to come out of anybody's hot mouth, but yours, you better be the one to deliver the news. That's how I feel about it. That's it. That's all. But yeah, that was just all kinds of messy. And when Drew explained it to Candy, she sounded like she felt bad that he was sharing. When they showed the flash of it, she sounded like she felt bad he was sharing the information. Information, But by the time Kenya said it to Sheree, it came off like Drew was just talking-ish. 
So, you know, that's going to look even more messy because, you know, Kenya is not going to hesitate to add her little, you know what I'm saying, just to make it more, maybe more than what it is. So, um, yeah, Kenya spilling the tea about Drew um, has a lot going about how Drew has a lot going on at her house because of how Ralph is getting to mess with this assistant. And Sheree says that Drew needs to worry about her situation and not be worried. Okay. Don't be worried about Sheree. You need to worry about what's going on over in your house. So we can already tell there's going to be a beef there. And it, it is a beef on social media. It's a beef current time. Um, so we move over to Drew who has her personal chef that I told you is a, is an alumni of my college CAU chastity. I see you girl over there making the meals. Okay. Making a healthy meal for the family. And while Drew and Ralph are at dinner, they're talking about Marlo's event. And Ralph said he mostly talked to Todd while he was there. And he said it was nice to talk to someone who has the same mentality. Um, Drew says she spoke to Candy and that they discussed things about the assistant. And Ralph says he told the assistant he does not work. This is this is Ralph's assistant. This is, I'm sorry. Let's let's be clear. This is not Drew's assistant. This is Ralph's assistant that she was talking to Candy about. And that Ralph is also saying he doesn't work with that assistant anymore, the female assistant. And Drew pretty much states the fact that. If she were to have a man messaging her about giving her a massage, that Ralph would have a problem with it. And that's a hundred percent facts that it's always, it's always about like when you're in a relationship and some things come with time and maturity and stuff like that. But like, if you can't understand, put yourself in that person's shoes. If somebody says, Hey, this is concerning to me. This makes me feel uncomfortable and you just can't see it. Flip it. Think of your wife being the one who's approached and, and someone saying something to them and think about, would you feel comfortable with that? Like maybe you wouldn't come at them, but would that make you feel comfortable? Would that make you look at your spouse sideways? Like those are the type of things that you need to ask yourself before you make a decision that could be critical to your marriage. That's, that's how I feel about it. Um, and you know, she 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 basically says, you know, you would have a problem with it. You wouldn't be okay with it. And she feels like she he's making her seem crazy. And basically, he's gaslighting her. Um, and I'm just like, are we... <sighs> I, I don't want another season of Drew and Ralph in these unreasonable fights. Because it's kind of like, why are y'all together? I mean, I get that you're probably trying to be together for your kids. But have we not learned that the whole like being together for the kids thing doesn't work? Because if kids see you being dysfunctional, then it may cause them some dysfunction and hurt. You know, because like I think no matter how much we try to do our best with children, they're always going to have some kind of like something, maybe not something detrimental, but they're always going to come out with something that, you know, maybe you feel like you were doing your best, but they don't see it that way. And maybe it won't change until they're a certain age or they're married or their parents, or maybe it'll never change because they don't understand why you put them through that. And they use it as motivation to not put their kids through that or they do the exact same thing. It's it, it's very, we're all so complicated and relationships are complicated. And do I think that, you know, sometimes kids need to see that moms and dads or dads and dads or mom, whatever your situation is, that people don't get along and they bump heads sometimes? Yes, but they also need to see resolution. 
They need to see working through things. But if it's constant dysfunction and it's constantly conversations that, I mean, at this point, their kids are not at the table. They excuse them. But if it's situations that are, um, you know, that are just ongoing, like tension between you guys, kids can feel it. They may not understand what you're talking about, but they're not, they're, they're not, um, ignorant to feeling knowing that something feels wrong or off or uncomfortable or it makes them sad or they see a parent sad or upset they feel all of that so the days of thinking kids are just in the corner and they don't understand or they're in another room and they don't get it those days people need to put those days way behind them because kids they they may not know everything but they pick up on some things so I just like, I don't want to see another season of y'all being, (coughs) excuse me, of y'all being dysfunctional. I hope that y'all get it together because nobody wants to see that. Like Ralph, if you don't want to be married, don't be married. Is it a financial thing? What is, what is going on? If you really love your wife, then why are you not, it's not necessarily about what the, like showing acts of affection, which we'll, we'll talk about that later with him. It's more about, you're not listening to her. Like a woman or a man could have tons of money, be able to go anywhere they want to. And after a while, when you're really rich, that's why really rich people probably do some real weird things. Because after a while, you're like, I could do it all. I could buy an island. I could just up and go wherever. I could spend as much money as I want in one night. I could live luxury. And they're always trying to up the ante because they got so much money, they don't know what to do with it. Instead of spending it on things that help other people, they just keep trying to up the amount of luxury they can give themselves because they get bored. You need actual stimulation, emotional stimulation. So when someone feels they're not being appreciated or loved or cared for, excuse me, or considered... And someone ignores all that and says, but look at, well, look what I did for you. Look what I've done. Look at this house. Look what I've done for you. Isn't that enough? Don't you appreciate that? It's not that it's not, it's there. It's both things can be true. I can appreciate you for providing, but also not be happy emotionally and not be fulfilled and maybe too scared to see what life is like without you because I don't want to be single, but also knowing that I'm miserable because I'm not getting what I want. That's what I'm sensing from Ralph and Drew. That's what I'm sensing is going on, on Drew's side at least. If this is real, if these issues are real. Anyway, um, so we move on to the next scene. Candy is talking to her Broadway producer, Brian, about the play Thoughts of a Colored Man. Um, they're co-producers. And Candy um, says she is overwhelmed and she wants Todd to be more present. Todd, she talks about how Todd just gets to leave and go on these vacations And Todd says, you know, yeah, I take these vacations, but you leave for months at a time. So it's clear that, you know, he might feel like you are, yes, you're working and you're doing things to better our family, but you're gone all this time. And I'm here, you know, at the helm of taking care of the kids and stuff like that. And sometimes I need a break and I need to decompress. And I could kind of understand that. Like, it's just like a, if a woman is a stay at home parent and her husband is working yeah, it's, it's, it's great that you're doing your thing, but like, when do I get a break? Cause momming never stops. That is a 24 hour. And if you're living that all day, you don't go to work to get a reprieve or you maybe don't 
you don't want to have other people watch your kids so you don't take a break for yourself, you're basically burning the candle all the way down to the end. And so you may need a vacation. You may need a chance to tap out or do whatever you need to rejuvenate yourself. So I'm like not completely mad at Todd for taking a break, but I don't know how often that is. And I don't, and I wonder if it's a concern of, you know, he's not taking time to like vacate. You, you taking vacations to come hang out with me or like, what are you doing while you're on these vacations? Cause I don't know. I think it's a complicated situation. That's, that's what I'll say on that. Um, they're clearly not, you know, on the same page and they talk about, um, they're, they're talking about their house. They go over to the other house cause they have like, uh, Candy has a property that has two house, like kind of like identical, I think houses across from each other. And they talk about how they need to clean up things and finish up their house. And like they have a whole bunch of stuff sitting in a pool and they're just talking about how they need to get that stuff done. And, um, and then Todd talks about this condo that he used to have with his ex in Jersey. And I don't know, maybe he bought her out, but he wants to go back and redecorate the condo and he wants it to be theirs. And Candy says she feels away because that's the house you shared with your ex. And like, it's not going to feel like it's ours because I'm going to be thinking about the things you do with your ex. And Todd was like, you own this house before we got together. And I know you probably did some stuff, but we've been living here. So I don't understand why the double standard. And I'm just like rich people problems. Yeah. Y'all got rich people problems. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and the next scene, Marlo pulls into the candy factory and Katie's doing this. I don't know if it was, was a Halloween photo shoot as a Wicked Witch. And um, they talk about the La Archive event and how um, Katie was talking about how nice uh, Marlo's nephews looked. And Marlo was talking about how the boys are stressing her out. And seems like she, it seemed like she was kind of reaching out, not necessarily about spending time together, but, well, yes, about spending time together, but like how she needs more emotional support when it comes to the boys. And she wants them, she wants them to see what family is about. And, you know, basically like Candy, when you have something, you can invite us so that they can kind of, you know, get to spend some time with others. And the thing is, Candy and Marlo, you know, Candy says that her and Marlo have had an up and down relationship, but she's hoping things are in a better place now. And even when she says something about the boys coming over and spending more time, Candy kind of looks stuck like, uh. You know, like she's like, I could buy stuff for them, but like to actually spend time, I think it's not about the boys. It's about Marlo's relationship. And I think Marlo doesn't take into account that she's said a lot of things and been very mean. And when she only had to think about herself, it's whatever. Like if you don't want to be bothered with each other, you don't. But when you have your sons and you want, I mean, I'm saying, I'm sorry, your nephew's sons and you want them to have build relationships with other people, you have to understand that sometimes people don't want to be around you. And so your, your, your nephews may suffer because people don't want to be around you. So that's, we'll see how that plays out. Um, Drew is doing, Drew is in uh, another scene. Drew is doing drop it with Drew and Ralph. Um, they, they're working out with some people. I don't know if they were recording footage for the app or what, but they were doing the routine and Ralph pulls her aside and says he wants to, he wants you to keep her schedule clear so they can do something together. And Drew asks, um, if that is putting their issues on a back burner. And he said they need to get back to quote back to us because if they don't like each other, anything can tear them apart. <sighs> yeah. 
And another scene, we have Ralph, Todd, and Ross. They're meeting up at Blaze. Oh, that food looked good. I was like, oh, I need to go to Blaze. That looks delicious. Um, Todd asked how old the guys are. And Ralph was saying he was 38. Ross is 39. And Todd talks about him being 48. And how, you know, he his life is in a different place. He got to go get a colonoscopy and do whatever needs to be done so he could be around and raise his kids. And um, I thought that was really, I think, I think that was cool that Todd says, said that out loud, like on camera, because I think, you know, so many people are so caught up in an image and a look and they don't want to feel like they're getting old when it's something we all do. Like we all are going to get older at some point and we won't be, you know, like I'm in the, I'm a, I'm in the auntie phase, you know, I'm not a young, I, I haven't been a young spring chicken for a while. And I know that, and I'm okay with that. You know, like I'm still considered young ish, but I'm closer to being not so young no more. And I think it's, I think we, we're just so caught up in the number and it's like, how do you live your life? How do you show up in the world? How do you feel? How do you look? If you're in your thirties and you look like you're in your twenties, then you're winning. Like if you're taking care of yourself and you loving on yourself and you drinking your water and you working out and you, you know what I'm saying? Like we're all, we're all works in progress, but if you're showing up for yourself, it will show people will see it. And I think we need to stop social media and all that stuff you it's like this force to be like I'm perfect and or we don't want to present ourselves if we don't look perfect and polished and we don't have a filter on because we don't want to either be criticized or we don't want to see ourselves looking less than what we think we should look and so I thought that that was cool that Todd talked about it because you know other young other men who are in their 40s who probably put stuff off and don't go to the doctor. You know what I'm saying? That's a traditionally like thing that men, black men, um, especially don't go to the doctor, don't take care of themselves. And I, I thought that was, um, I just thought that was cool that he mentioned it because it is important. And, and you should do things because you want to be there around for your kids. Um, so Todd and Ross start giving Ralph the, the, uh, the little, little discussion about this assistance situation because they've been hearing an earful about it and they're giving him a hard time and you know he got all these excuses and he was like he was talking about the situation and how the assistant was talking about oh, did you get your massage I should just gave it to you I should just gave you one and he's like you know because I'm a man and so he make a whole joke about Ty was, Ty was like I'm gonna use that whenever I want to get out get out of something you know because I'm a man so that was a really cool. It was nice to see the guys like getting along and chopping it up because you haven't really on Real Housewives of Atlanta. You haven't really seen that since like Cynthia was married to Peter and um, Phaedra was with Apollo and and Greg was still around. You know, the guys would, you know, had their own little side relationships and, you know, be there for support with each other. So I thought that was really cool. And I hope that they continue to show them. Um Oh, uh, Ross talks about um, him and Sonia, him and Sonia trying to buy land since the fam is all staying out there together. So I think they probably want to make a multi-generational kind of thing where it's like we all live within, you know, a certain amount of each other. But, you know, if I want to go to my sister's house, I could just get, you know, I could walk or I could get in the car and just zip over there real quick or a golf cart to zip over there. You know, some people like to be really like are really, really close like that. I, I think that's dope. I mean, I think if you have that and your kids are like if you have like my thing is 
someday my kids, when they get grown, they're going to have to make their own decisions. If you want to move out of the state, wherever I'm, wherever me and daddy are living, if you want to move out of the state and go pursue your goals in another country or another state, it's not my job to stop you. This is your life. This is your journey. But, you know, if you eventually want to come back home, I would love to be able to say like, oh, I can get to you in 15 minutes or 20 minutes or 30 minutes or an hour or whatever. Like, you know, so I don't know. I think it's just it's I think it's just really nice to see that they love being together. Um, in another scene, we're talking about Marlo. Marlo's talking with her nephews and her management, her management team, which is a husband and wife duo. And um, they're talking about kind of like the nep- her nephew's going through puberty and some changes and how she leans heavy on her male manager, whose name is Justin, to, you know, help talk through some things and, you know, prepare the boys for parts of life that she she can't help them with because she hasn't experienced it herself. And maybe it kind of makes her feel uncomfortable because it's like, I don't want to think of y'all. I don't want to think about those parts of y'all relationship, you know, like, of, I mean, I'm sorry, of your development. So, you know, it's good that she has someone who can be kind of a male uh, role model to step in and, and kind of help see them through those things. And Marlo talks about how growing up was rough because her mom was getting high and she got beat a lot. And so foster care became her safe haven. And she says she did go to one prom and, oh, cause she was getting uh Michael, ready for I don't I don't know if it was prom or homecoming I don't know why I didn't put that in my notes no he's getting ready for homecoming it is in my notes but she talks about how she went to one prom and how her hairstyle was like five thousand one, and she looked you know she looked very happy to send her nephew off to homecoming so it was a nice moment um and I will say now that Marlo's a Monty I think that showing her progression because I think having those children in her life was as much about her helping them and them helping her. Because I think that having young people in your life is going to change you. It should change you. You know, whether you're a person who's rough around the edges and they help kind of soften you up and help you see things from a different perspective or help you learn to lean into friendships for support because raising kids is hard and we and one person doesn't have all the answers and sometimes you need to be able to lean on someone else and and say I feel like I'm failing or I don't know what to do or have you dealt with this or whatever and I think kids sometimes hopefully can nudge you into those uncomfortable places so that you can face those things um so yeah I hope that we see an evolution with with Marlo so wrapping up the episode, oh Lord, this scene, child Lord, I'm already shaking my head. Drew is um, getting ready. Ralph has planned an evening for her. He has someone come um, to get her ready, glam her up. Someone comes to the door to escort her to the ride is a red carpet walk up. Like, I mean, he went all out for this date. And she said this, that's, this is what she's been waiting for in her marriage to feel like she was number one. He has a whole setup with like flowers and candles outdoors on a balcony and, you know, she's very, very feeling like a princess, feeling like a queen, as she should. And um, and she says she just loves this treatment that she's getting. And she wants to ensure that they don't, um, you know, it doesn't come with the, we have these very, very high highs. And then we got these really, really low lows. And Ralph said he agrees. And he said that, you know, his order in his life is God him, his wife, his kids, and everybody else. And he said that before he felt like it was God, his wife, his kids, and then him somewhere in the midst of that. And that, you know, men are trained, you know, to take care of their wives 
and and then the man the man come last and drew was like so you feel like that's what you were doing before and he's like yeah i do i feel like i was serving everybody else but myself and so then child things start going left real quick baby um drew asked if he thinks that is how he was operating before um and oh i said that and she said that yes because he's a people pleaser and she said um she felt like she stopped speaking up in their relationship and she's been walking on eggshells because she didn't want to unleash his wrath and even at um at this dinner she's holding her breath because she doesn't want it to ruin the night and ralph says he wants to just use the night to enjoy each other and basically it turns into her feeling like she wants to use this opportunity to talk about their issues so that they can maintain the road to getting closer. And he turns it into, um, you know, I shouldn't have done this. You know, I knew I should have, I should have just, um, I, I shouldn't have treated you like that, you know, treated you to this because you don't appreciate it. And I mean, gaslighting all over, like he, he really, <sighs> I think he wanted her to basically he wanted her to just shut up and enjoy what he gave her. Enjoy this this thing I provided for you. I don't want to talk about our issues. I don't want to talk about our relationship. I don't want to get into it. Let's just enjoy this and show me how much you appreciate what I did for you. And it's just like, oh, I don't know if it's I, I, I wonder sometimes if it's just the fact that they're not with the right people. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like there's a certain way that somebody could say something and a man would receive it in a way that he doesn't with another person. You know what I'm saying? Like, like let's say a man has issues, right? And he's with somebody, wife, girlfriend, whatever. And they keep bumping his, bumping his, bumping his. Nothing changes. And then, you know, for whatever reason, they decide to go their separate ways. And then those same issues are carried with you. They don't go away. If anything, you may have more damage. And he gets into a relationship with someone else and their communication is maybe not completely smooth, but she's able to get through to him in a way that his previous partner wasn't. And sometimes I just wonder if it's like you're trying to make something fit that just doesn't fit or if he's just a person who he would just do things to belittle whoever he was with. And I'm I'm trying to figure out what, what side of the track he's on because it's real hard to know with him. It's real, real hard to know with him. So, yeah, I mean, I pretty much you know, is the episode. And she's left sitting at the table looking like a little defeated child. Um, not saying she looks like a, no, I'm not saying like in a bad way, like she looks like a child, but the way that he left her, she looks like a child who got left at the table until she couldn't leave until she finished her dinner. She's disappointed. I mean, her posture, everything just shows that things just took a U-turn real fast. And the fact that she, that I think a lot of men sometimes don't know how to hear um, what a woman is trying to say, but it's the way he crushes her. You know what I'm saying? When he said like, oh, I shouldn't have done that for you. You weren't going to appreciate it. Something about that just, I felt so terrible for her because I was just like, who does he think he is? Like, why does he think that it's okay to talk to you like that? If he honors you and he feels like you're the queen, even if his, his order is him, is God, him, his wife, his kids, which I don't really find anything wrong with that. I think it's the fact that he said he felt like it was different before and Drew very much was like, "Mm, I don't see that. I don't, I don't see how that's happening. I think that for your queen, your wife to be right underneath you, 
it shows a lack of respect and care for her. She's not you. You're not her. And the fact that you don't take the time to try to figure out how to communicate with her, how to love on her, how to reach her. This is the issue. Because you may think, well, I'm Ralph and this is how I deal with stuff. So she should deal with it the same way. Oh, I'm sorry. The same guy who up and left and went to Tampa because I guess it was too much going on at the house. Didn't communicate with your, with your wife at all, but expected her to just let you come back and be fully trustworthy of you. Because if she did that to you and she left the kids with you, what would you do? To the person who has an assistant who's kind of talking in a way to him that's inappropriate and, or maybe it was misconstrued. I don't know, but something that made your wife feel uncomfortable. Why are you not doing everything you can to assure her, whether that be by firing the assistant right away or letting her know the full context? Because I have a feeling with them, there's a lot of stuff that's not fully shown. He's showing what he wants to show. And that still is not in the best light, right? But he doesn't show everything because he doesn't want to be judged. He wants to judge her. He wants to feel above her. He pushes her down so that he can rise up. But he doesn't want anybody to call him out. That's a problem. That's a serious, serious issue. And if they're going to survive, he has to be able to have accountability for himself. And that does not just mean saying, okay, I'm accountable. Whatever I did, I'm sorry. Let's move on. That is not accountability. It's in your actions. It's not in your words. Child, I'm going off on a tangent, y'all. Somebody told me to say something because this Drew Ralph situation be really working my nerves. Not because I expect them to be perfect because all of these couples on these shows, I mean, show you or sometimes reflect back to you that we all have issues. We're not perfect people. We're ever evolving. We're going to bump heads. We're not always going to see, see things through the same light, but the way he handles her is so, it just, it feels so, I feel defeated for her. I do. And that's why I'm like, this can't be, are y'all really put, it's hard for me to believe y'all are doing that and put on the show. Maybe some y'all add some extra to it, but there's some reality sprinkled in there. And this needs to be addressed. Because those little kids may not quite understand, but as they get older, they will. Whatever you've already put out there on camera, they will see someday if they choose to watch. So that was the end of episode two, y'all. I'm sorry I added a little extra, you know, a little therapy session in there because I don't just, I just don't be understanding. But yes, um, and again, let, let's be clear. I'm not saying like anybody on these shows, I don't know them. I don't know your life. I'm not saying you're a good person or a bad person. That's really not where I'm coming from. It's we're going off of what we see and what kind of it feel makes us feel. It's not about saying, Ralph, you're a bad guy. I don't know the full I don't know the full spectrum of who you are. I don't know if they only show you a certain way so that we as an audience look at you a certain way. But what we can say is what we are seeing and what has been shown is not the best. That is not the type of husband I would want from my daughter if she chose to get married. I would not want that for her. I would not want her to feel like she could not speak up for herself. That... That would, that would not sit well with me or for her to be with a partner who doesn't care enough to slow down and actually listen to her and not just see it as, oh, you don't want to see it my way. Okay. Well then you don't appreciate me. We don't need to be together anyway. Cause you don't, you don't get it. <sighs> All right, y'all to when it can, I did it. Yes, I did. It. Um, so 
I still have to do episode three and I have a few more shows that I'm going to post, try to post up real quick. So thank you so much for listening. If you, if you hung until the end, I so appreciate you. Please share my podcast with someone who, who loves to get their dose of reality TV, but maybe doesn't have time to watch it or wants to be able to yell back and be like, yes, girl, that's how I was feeling. Or no, girl, I don't see it that way. Or, hmm, I didn't think about it like that. I didn't even think about it like that. But yeah, if you liked it, please share, subscribe, let somebody know about it. I'm trying my best to be on time, but life happens. And um, yeah, um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go try to record another episode, y'all. So I'll be back very, very soon. Until then, next, I'll see y'all next time. Peace.